Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining me. Have a great show planned for you. On today's topic, why are arcade sports better than official sports? Well, we're going to uh, take a look, or I should say I'm going to take a look. Uh, I'm going to take a look and see why a lot of us as gamers, why we have fun playing the arcade sim style games when it comes to sports and then when it comes to like real sports we we don't care why even when we look at ea's press conference and we were like kind of grown like at madden and stuff like that we kind of want to take a look at it so i'm going to be diving into that aspect a little bit um but kind of want to say uh just tell what's the difference between an arcade sim like sports game and a uh, um, uh, official sports game. So, uh, well, of course, when I say official, definitely it's licensed. So, if you look at Madden and like even back in the day, ESPN and stuff like that, uh, the NFL games uh, had to be made for some for some companies uh, with a license from the NFL, definitely with MLB, Two K or anyone who's playing MLB the show. Like, all of that stuff is licensed by the league um, to allow those developers and those publishers to bring those arcade games out. So, be able to play your favorite uh, real-life character in the game. Um, they have to do a license theme right there. Uh, an arcade sports game is a non-license with extra elements. So, it's the sports itself, but it's kind of a little bit extreme, kind of... Some people would say gamey, but there's things that you could do in the game that breaks the traditional rule of the sport um, that usually is not allowed. So when you look at uh, arch rivals where you're punching players and not getting a foul to steal the ball or if you're playing NBA gym or mutant league football, stuff like that. Those are kind of, uh, arcade non-licensed games. Now, NBA gym did have some licensed stuff for the, for NBA. Uh, but that was only for the characters. It's still an arcade game because of how the gameplay mechanics are in that. So, uh, sorry about that, everybody. But, uh, that is the kind of things that, uh, like non-licensed, uh, arcade sports. Um, definitely with licensed games, you gotta get contracts. So sometimes the players can sign on or, you know, do a contract with EA to be on the cover and stuff like that. So they work with their teams and things like that. Not so much with, uh, some of the arcade sports games. But, like, if you look at NFL Bliss 2, that's a contract thing because they have to go through the NFL to get those players in the game or get that team name and stuff like that. Um, college sports used to have a contract, but they had to stop doing the college football games because of some controversy uh, due to the players not getting paid for it. And any money that was being made from those games were going to the league and not the players. And that's still kind of going on right now is that uh, some of the uh, college players, some people feel like they should get paid for playing that sport or at least let that money go to their tuition and stuff like that. But uh, that's still debatable on that subject. Uh, with uh, arcade sports, 
Um, and the difference between that and uh, f- uh, official sport is seasonal purposes. Uh, you know, when football season is about to start, a new Madden game comes out. When baseball is about to start, MLB the show comes out. When hockey comes, it's uh, NHL hockey. Or when it's time for uh, soccer, FIFA come out. But not so much with arcade sports games. Those could come out at any time. So you can have a new NFL Blitz, a new NBA Jam, uh, Mutant League. Uh, you can have all of that stuff. Um Bowl, in a sense... Yes, uh, but that one is kind of weird because it it had, you know, a play on football players. I don't think it had the actual NFL license for them. Uh, but, you know, those kind of games and stuff, they could come out at any time. Um, even the boxing games, you know, if you're making an arcade boxing game, that could come out any time. And not so much with, like, uh, knockout kings or anything like that where it or the um uh mma games and stuff like those kind of could come out at any time too uh due to the fact that those kind of things are year round so boxing mma fighting even karate and stuff like that uh those games are year round um now the actual publishers and developers uh is another thing that could do that could tell the difference back in the day midway uh did the nba gym games so that was more for arcadey thinking they did nfl blitz and stuff where um even uh where ea did the more more official and at one point time uh 2k and even nintendo with uh king griffey jr um they were actually publishing developing those kind of style games uh with real players and everything so uh they kind of went that route with some companies um so uh that's kind of the difference between some of the arcade and some of the official sports games and i definitely definitely back in the 80s um there were a lot of uh, a lot of uh arcade games and then some of the sports games start to come in but uh at the time we as kids we didn't know what was going to be considered as a sports game or an arcade game it was just like hey it's a new game that we get to play and have fun with so when i get back um i'm going to run through some titles on what we played back in the 80s uh what was uh arcade and what was uh, uh official when i come back
So let's get physical by pressing start. Uh, definitely back in the 80s, uh, you know, my time, I should say, uh, sports games was kind of almost considered as big as like Mario or Mega Man or even like Space Harrier, even some of the arcade games and stuff like that. Like they were they were really, really big because, you know, they were just fun to play. We didn't have to worry about um, any not too much competition or stuff like that. But, you know, we were just able to play these games and have fun with them. So, uh I'm going to start with some of the popular ones that we kind of could witness on the NES or and recognize. Uh, Tecmo Bowl, um, that was done by Tecmo at that time. And you had to hut, 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 and you would play, still get this, uh, kind of cool, uh, 8-bit music, and you could throw players, um, uh, while trying to get to your goal and everything. Um, it even had, uh, um, cutscene where at the halftime cheerleaders would come out and start dancing uh through the halftime part and they would do animations and stuff like that and when you made a touchdown you get a wide screenshot of your player doing something and like it had like so even some victory music and stuff like that another one that we all could recognize or should know is double dribble um where we have uh nintendo speak uh double dribble you know you would get that uh uh and definitely blaze of steel like konami was doing stuff like that and double dribble blaze of steel they didn't have official kind of players but you know you would be able to pick a team from a different city and whatever you want to consider that player to be uh that was what you were uh you know consider as your team now what was cool about double dribble was that when you was uh making your option picks you know getting your time uh setting some other things you would see your player jump up and shoot the ball uh the change and everything and then when it said ready he would stand down and shoot uh definitely when you started the game you didn't really have no music you would uh just be dribbling along and uh just throwing the ball and everything um it'll make sound effects when you shot but uh the thing that really stood out with double dribble is that when you went for a dunk it would uh do the cutscene where it would turn black and white and you know it'll be shot 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 and if you made it you'll hear a douche and then a, a, a round of applause or you will hear a boing uh saying that you bricked it and everything another one that's kind of kind of arcadey not very sport is uh skate or die and you kind of went through these different obstacles um and skating and everything so you would skate through a pool you would skate um going downhill uh you would do some rep stuff um you'd be doing like kind of jousting uh back and forth with another player so uh it was kind of a punk thing uh very arcadey with that because there wasn't that really uh big skateboarding games uh it was pretty much skate or die or 720 uh, I mentioned Blazer Steel, which was uh, uh, a hockey game from Konami. Still in the range of Double Dribble. Um, and then we get into some of the real games, like RBI Baseball, uh, where you got to play as some of the real players and everything. There was one game that uh, 
when uh, you hit a player, you were able to go in and fight them. Uh, and because they couldn't, uh, you know, it was a little that was considered as too violent for kids and stuff they have to remove that from video games so that's why if you hit a player in a baseball game it's considered as a foul um now nintendo actually had their own line of uh sports games that were more arcadey uh but not official like they kind of um you know they had the rules of the game but there was like nothing uh league wise attached to so you had baseball golf tennis uh mike tyson's punch out well that was kind of licensed because it's only mike tyson in it uh but that was only that was that was more of a contract game with nintendo and mike tyson um due to the fact that everybody else in the game are made up characters and plus mike tyson was an arcade game uh, you had Duck Hunt, uh, Slalom. Now, Slalom is a downhill racing game. Um, it's really, really difficult in that sense. Um, you had pro wrestling that you had made some made up wrestlers and you guys just walked the, um, around and fight in this big ring. Um, you did get the WWF and NCW, um, or WCW, uh, later on, uh, with their own publishers like LGN and stuff. Um, and definitely when you get into the N64 days, uh, and PlayStation 2, and even PlayStation 1, where, uh, Midway, had the WWF license, but uh, they had that license and made it more arcadey, uh, kind of like, uh, kind of joking. Um, even Capcom had a wrestling game uh, that had Mike Hager in it, but it didn't carry any of uh, the well-known WWF or WWE at that t- uh, at this time or WCW characters. It had more of a final fight, 2D arcade beat 'em up style in a ring. Uh, um, and then you also had a site by like a motocross game and that was kind of well known. Um, you'd also have rad racer, uh, during that time and, uh, Sega master, Sega master system. They had outrun, uh, their racing game. Atari at the time, you know, had pole position with that. Uh, you have pro wrestling also on, uh, the Sega Master System. You also have Rocky, uh, come to the Sega Master System. Uh, that one was, you know, was based on the movie Rocky. So it was kind of, you know, one of the first kind of movie games, definitely for me, that I ever played was Rocky. Uh, Konami brought out Track and Field. Uh, um, Data East brought out Karate and, uh, Ring Kings. And everybody who know Ring Kings is that, it's kind of a, a boxing game, uh, but then there's a cutscene that, that a lot of people are looking at just like, whoa, that that's kind of weird. Now, track and field was more of a Olympic kind of game, and it came with a pad that you run in. They had eight buttons uh, or eight circles on the left side for blue, uh, eight circle button thing for red. And so you will be able to run on that pad, uh, and be able to jump and move. Um, and it will it will recognize your movement through the pad. Um, and it worked. You could play it with a controller, but um, if you really want to like get a full 
feel of it uh, and full workout track and field was that game now there wasn't a competition like these games came out and people enjoyed them and brought them uh whether you uh, were a non-sports player a, a big sports player a kid who just loved video games um or love to play with the family who was bigger to arcades because there are some more there was some even some arcade games uh that had sports uh themed stuff in them uh but uh during the 8-bit days uh we played a lot of that that we came to know and then all of that kind of changed in the 16-bit area uh because when ea came electronic arts uh and ea or ea sports if you don't know now uh they started producing uh a lot of their sports games on the sega genesis before it came to super nintendo and that's when more of the licensed stuff started to came and that's when a lot of the arcade stuff kind of started to fade out you know um super nintendo had the ncaa um basketball game and then ken griffey jr um sega started doing joe montana one and two uh ea had madden uh had uh nhl hockey uh had the nba showdown games like uh bulls versus blazers uh was one of their uh games i think it was their like first nba game on the sega genesis and it had like a yellow attachment to the cart on it um, never understood what it was. I think that was just like a, a design or a actual chip thing. But uh, when I come back, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few seconds. But yeah, that was um, d- during the 80s uh, and stuff like that. That's what we were playing and everything. And still to this day, it's very enjoyable. So when I come back, we're going to get rough and real. So as I mentioned in the last segment, uh, Electronic Arts enters the 16-bit days, and they deliver games like John Madden. At that time, it was considered as John Madden football. And uh, as some people who know the history, EA actually was supposed to be making a sports games for um, the Sega Genesis. Um, that wasn't uh, John Madden. Uh, they ended up making or... Um, they ended up developing uh, Joe Montana football. And so 
uh, if you play drum, I tend football on the second Genesis, you can see the difference on, on how that game was designed compared to, um, John Madden, uh, during that time. And so, uh, it was a really big, uh, football game. Um, the thing with John Madden though, is that, uh, you kind of had a different perspective of how the field was. So in Joe Montana, it had a top-down field, and you kind of could you just start shooting up. John Madden had like a kind of like not diag, but it was like a little bit level. So it looks like it's going up in an angle in a sense, like you're you're par- not parallaxing, uh, that you're that you're just going up toward the screen um or toward the ends on the stuff so um when you if you ever take a picture and look at it you'd be like oh okay i see the difference it's kind of hard to describe in words but that's how john madden was for a couple of years um before uh it became to what it is now now nba showdown like I mentioned, uh, Bulls versus Blaker, uh, uh, Blazers, uh, was I think was kind of the, one of their first ones. Um, uh, and then I think there was a Lakers versus Celtics. I think that was one of the games too. Uh, but when EA came in with their basketball games, they had the NBA uh, license in the league and stuff. And uh, still to this day, that's why you see the uh, NBA working with 2K and with uh, EA. They didn't do, um, they didn't, they didn't just have one company um, do their games and stuff. You know, they they spread it out. Um, and at a time, and when I get to uh, a little bit later on, uh, something that happened with EA and 2K um, about uh, football. So I, I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, NHL uh, was a big game on the Sega Genesis before it came to the Super Nintendo. And Triple Play was uh, their baseball game. And I believe it was MLB related. Um, but... It, it, you know, it triple play never came to the Super Nintendo. It always stayed on Sega Genesis until they even got to the when EA started moving their games to PlayStation and things like that. You know, Electronic Arts they they were just like we're going to make this these real style games because we think gamers who enjoy sports and have a love for the sport for these games they will be able to. Uh, you know, put themselves in these positions and play the games and stuff. And so they had seasons and tournaments. Um, later on, they started getting uh licensed music into the games. Um, they uh, like uh, PGA golf used to be big, and then they added Tiger Woods, and then they took them took them off. Uh, for uh, because of the scandal that happened with them, um, and then that series kind of went away. Um, EA now does, has the MMA license, and I don't think they're still producing anything for that. Um, but yeah, like a, a lot of their sports games, um, even FIFA uh, came in um, in the PlayStation era and stuff like that. Like it didn't get like there wasn't a FIFA game on Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. There was really no soccer game. Um besides if you want to consider Mega Man soccer or anything, but that was Capcom. You know, EA kind of took the official sport 
and made it their own uh, and, you know, added training simulators and stuff. Um, there's a management management game and everything. Um, and there was a kind of a healthy competition with Sega and EA. But like I said, I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, or I wouldn't say Sega, i say 2K, um, Visual Concepts uh, at the time because that's what they were known for and they was making the 2K games. Um, but... EA would have all of these games and they were exclusively to the Sega Genesis back in the day. Later on, they came to the Super Nintendo and people would get both versions. If you're on the Sega Genesis or you're on the Super Nintendo, you would get those versions. So it didn't matter what system that you played them on, you were going to get them if it was a big sports game. Uh, now, with that, they they were still yearly games. They would still be, be able to, when they develop and finish that one game, they'll probably spend some time, some downtime, and then back to the drum board and work on the game and getting it better. And they couldn't make no mistakes. When NBA Showdown came out, uh, you kind of seen how slow it, it is because even though it was on 16-bit systems, the there was so much slowdown that they were doing frames so you would see kind of how these frames would just work and everything and once like the n64 and the playstation 1 came out uh they started doing animations uh for so it was a little bit smoother and everything compared to when you look at nba jam on super nintendo uh, in the Sega Genesis, you you get the smooth kind of feel. Um, even Pat Riley, uh, f- uh, that Sega published, had a smoother um, time being developed on the Sega Genesis. Uh, EA just couldn't. EA, for some unknown reason, wasn't able to get those games to run as smoothly. Even with even with Madden, Madden kind of ran a little bit smoother later on in the years, but the frame rate uh, just didn't really catch up. It's at times, um, and you know, if you had a bug in the game, there was no patches to them. that. That was it. So you know, EA kind of had to get it right on the first try. Uh, definitely when you play something like Triple Play, uh, which is fun. I, I completely you have. That's probably one of the best baseball games I ever played uh, over Nintendo's baseball or R- RBI baseball or any kind of uh, MLB league game. Um, the show is good uh, for people who love baseball games. And uh, sadly, Sony is the only one that is making LB- MLB games. Um, Triple Play was actually fun on the Sega Genesis. Great music, great gameplay. Play. Um, it was easy to get into. It felt arcadey, but yet it was a sim style game, so it wasn't you know too hard to dig into. So uh, you know, you know, back in the day, EA had a lot of respect for that, and people just loved their games. Now, not so much uh, with the EA games. A lot of people feel that they're feeling the same and not feeling up to snuff and definitely with this episode you know being out in Madden 19 is out but I don't know how well it did like it came out I haven't been able to talk to a lot of people who picked it up or a lot of people who were looking forward to it um so I don't know the sales for it but a lot of people feel like the Madden quality has went down um because they feel like they're these games are reasonable but people just like 
we shouldn't be able to we shouldn't be spending another sixty dollars to play almost the same game you know we understand improvements and everything but why not just make it you know where you could update the game with different stats and different players and uh different music and stuff um we know that you know dice and their engine are supposed to be doing all of ea's games uh frostbite um engine supposed to be doing all of these games so you kind of wonder just like well why are you re- reiterating and the quality just seems to get less and less some people still enjoy them some people still look forward to them um but they're not as big as nba 2k that people uh love to play and buy so when I come back, I'm going to be talking about why some things that's unofficial is like very taken seriously with some people when I come back. So seriously unofficial and people who take some of these arcade games like very serious uh, because they just enjoy them. You know, they get locked in. Uh, I, and I keep mentioning these two titles, um, but I'll kind of explain why. So uh, back in the day uh, during the 90s, uh, Midway started getting into the sports games and they came up with NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. And it was huge. You had two on two with NBA Jam. So um, you were able to take some people from your favorite uh, NF- NBA, not NFL, NBA team and uh, match them against another, another team. And so the rules were if you were able to get three consecutive shots in, you would get your ball on fire and you'll hear he's on fire you know the announcement everything and that what that would do is every time you shot it it would automatically go in you will make a point and the only way for them to end in that is that the other team just had the score so 
you kind of had to steal the ball from the characters. You were able to push him out of bounds um, and steal the ball. Uh, you was able to do turbo, and when you ran turbo, you would be able to do these weird and eccentric kind of and somewhat extreme uh, dunk shots and everything. So you would be at the three-point line or something, and you could jump all the way and do a flip and make a two-pointer. Well, you had turbo and everything, so it, it was it was you know very simple, uh, very cool and everything. And then they started adding codes where you could play as Bill Clinton, uh, some other characters, some weird things uh, like uh, Scorpion or Sub Zero, uh, stuff like that. You know, they started coming into the series and people would look for these tricks in EGM or Game Pro and then they would go and put these codes in and they would be able to play as those characters in the arcade game. So when it came to Super Nintendo and it came to the Sega Genesis, uh, you could barely find a copy to rent at Blockbuster or any other rental place that got them. Um, so people would spend $50 to get this game and it almost felt like the arcade game on how good it was and people would spend a weekend or they would just spend a lot of time and that was big for NBA Jam you know people who were into uh, NBA Showdown and all of those games they were still available but because NBA Jam was so fun at the arcades and EA didn't really have no sports games like that at the arcade People just love NBA Jam, and so they continue to play it over and over. And tournament mode came out, and new additions came out, and people will just grab onto these games and have fun. Later on, they the series did end up dying out, and then NBA Jam did make a return through EA, and it came out on Wii. It then started coming on, out on other platforms, but you don't see it now. But back in the 90s, NBA Jam was big. Now... NFL Blitz, on the other hand, was major at the arcade. And really, reason why it was big is that if you had the N64 version and you had a memory card, you could take that memory and plug it into the arcade system and transfer your memory there. Um, I remember playing NFL Blitz with a lot of my friends on the N64 and PlayStation, and even at the arcade. And I'm not good at sports games or even football games. But NFL Blitz... Uh, I will just like give him my all and I will score. Uh, and my great friend, uh, David, um, he will play against me. Last time we played it was, um, at an arcade and, uh, uh, um, Galloping Ghost. Um, we played it at the arcade and he was just like, huh? You want to do some football? I was like, NFL Blitz? He was like, yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm about to beat you. And so we just trash talking. He's just like, okay, I got you. He won one game. I won another game. And, you know, I was just like, yes, I, I won my victory. I should not get revenge. He's just like, oh, we're going to play one more game. And so we played one more game because we were so into it. NFL Blitz, it's kind of like Tecmo Bowl. Uh, in a sense, but you know, it still just provided our arcade, our arcade experience. And still to this day, a lot of people love playing that game. You see it at the arcade, you get four people uh, together, two people on uh, each team. 
bam, you just had a ball playing it. Uh, my friend David, he did end up getting his revenge and beating me. And so we went back a couple of months later to there, and it was my time to get my revenge again. And he won again. I was just like, oh, I give up. Uh, we're even on NBA Jam, though. <laughs> uh, but see, these arcade games gave a fair chance. Anytime you played uh, arcade sports games, even stuff like Daytona or um, uh, Midway's um, uh, racing game, I cannot think of it. Uh, some of these arcade games, uh, uh, even like Rich Racer and stuff, is that they... they the purpose was to pump in more quarters and everything if you want to play the full game. And so they gave everybody a fair chance and, you know, gave gave people, you know, you can play this game on a quarter or a token or two tokens, depending on how good you are. Um, and if you want to continue, uh, like, for the football, like NBA, uh, NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, um, like if you want to continue more of that, just bump in another quarter for the next uh, half uh, half quarters um, that was coming up, or the second half of the game. Uh, if you want to continue, if you felt like you got enough fun, and uh, at the end of it, the game will like stop. You say if you don't, if you want to continue, you can. If not, if you got your fun, you could be able to end the game, walk away, and be happy about it. Um. The official sports games may learn, you know, uh, the official games, you know, see, they made people learn the sports and the players inside out. So you used to have a lot of plays in those games. And when it came to, like, NFL Blitz or NBA Jam, you really didn't have a plan. Now, NFL Blitz, they did have these patterns and stuff, and you can follow them if you wanted to. Other than that, you had the freedom to do whatever you wanted in those games. Um, they didn't really, like, make you feel like you needed to learn it uh, because of how arcadey they were. Um, with some of the official games, you had to learn stats uh, but with the arcade games, you just have to learn the special moves and the gameplay mechanics. And so when you learn more of the mechanics, that unofficial arcade game, like, you can make it serious. Because now competition is in. And because everybody's on the same playing field and they know the tricks of the trade, all they got to do now is just, like, defend you or think of ways to outsmart you. Uh, with that, uh, mostly with it, the official games, if you know the players and you know when to time a throw and how to and make sure that the other team or the other person is not uh, paying attention to stuff, you'll be able to do your plays with ease and make a touchdown or make a point or whatever. Uh, with some of the arcade games, uh, the long play and uh, the uh, long play sessions they stood out more than just seasons, uh, because of the quick plays. You know, you you played the game, and like I said, if you want to continue, put in your corner, uh, your quarter of your token, and people just played these games for over and over and over again because 
they were just so into it. They was getting hyped. And sometimes when you play some of the seasonal stuff on uh, on an official game, you might do one or two games depending on what the time is. And that might tire you out some because you're not really doing anything different. There's not really enough challenge. Uh, you're just playing it to make progress and act like you're playing a full football season and stuff like that to get to the ending of the game. Well, with just the arcade games, you know, you make it serious because you can bet, uh, you, you can play that game in a drunk state if you want to, or a different state, I should say, not, not just a drunk state or anything, or, you know, you could, you can make like, if I win this match, uh, you got to do this, or if I win this match, you got to do that, or you get your revenge, like me and my friend David. Like, like we would go for a while, uh, until someone came out victorious and accepted, and the other player accepted defeat. I accept my defeat, like it is. Uh, but you know, some of the unofficial games we just take seriously because the competition sometimes is in the fun. Uh, or I should rephrase that. The fun is in the competition due to the arcadiness to the gameplay mechanics and how things just hook you. That everything is not, everything doesn't take too long. And the game knows it's not serious, but the players make it serious. So when I come back, I'm, I'm going to address uh, the uh, EA versus uh, visual concepts and what that led up to uh, when I come back. This next session considered as taken away. So what ended up happening uh, at a time, uh, EA had the EA uh, visual concepts were making um, football games. You know, EA had uh, 2K, uh, I mean, not 2K, had the Mana series and uh, visual concepts had the 2K games. So, when it started out, EA was making football games for everybody else besides the Sega Dreamcast. The Visual Concepts uh, were was created, and Sega were doing the NBA license, uh, NFL, and MLB exclusively for the Sega Dreamcast. When Sega decided to go third party, 
and put their games on different systems, it became competition for EA. So now you had two official sports games on uh, the line. Uh, so you had games coming for the GameCube, uh, Xbox, and for the PlayStation 2. So during some time, the uh, NFL 2K was kind of meeting up and catching up to the Madden series. And it came to NFL 2K05. And this is the game that started all of this off uh, uh, of, of what happened. NFL 2K05 or NFL 2K5, when it came out, came out at 1999. Madden 05 was 49.99. So it was it was a $30 price difference. And it's NFL 2K sold more copies and was the better game than Madden 05. People did enjoy Madden because it's an EA game. They know the Madden series. People started seeing all the options that they could that they got in NFL 05. And because it was only $20, it was a budget title. So while Madden is selling one copy at $50, NFL could be selling three copies plus for $60, you know, kind of all together. So people just like $20 budget i love the uh nfl i could get the cheaper people started buying more of that and ea recognized this and even ea dropped madden 05 to 1999 to match 2k well that kind of made ea think we got to put a stop to this and NFL 2K5 forced EA to make an exclusive deal with the NFL. They paid them $3 million to do an exclusive contract with the NFL. And what that mean was that third part, any other third party or any first party could not make an official NFL game because EA had the exclusive rights. No other company could do it. So when that happened, Visual Concepts, they had to sell all their copies of NFL 2K5. They couldn't reprint anymore because of the contract. And that caused Visual Concepts to go out of business. And ever since that day, EA has been re- been the only one releasing the NFL license. Um, and even at, a t- even at a time, they... Uh, did a deal with Disney to get the ESPN name. So it wasn't Madden at the time. It was ESPN football. Um, now it's back Now it's back to Madden. It's not ESPN anymore. But they're the only ones. I think their contract is almost up. But they're the only ones that could do the NFL, uh, NFL license. And that caused a big problem. Sales of the NFL and Madden games started to decline. And even now, the Madden games aren't as big as they were. So this kind of made some of the third party and first party move away from official sports. Um, you know, the, now MLB um, and 
NHL. Uh, NHL was only a NHL just stood with EA. No, no other company was good looking out for them. Uh, even uh, when 2K was doing the NHL 2K games and stuff, when visual concepts end up closing, they stopped making the game for it. So uh, EA is kind of officially with the NHL doing it, but there was no other company looking for it to make those games. Uh, definitely MLB uh, during that time, when even when 2K took over, they stopped doing the games because nobody was buying the baseball games. Uh, when uh, e- even EA stopped doing the AAA play games because nobody was blind buying them. Now, Sony did have NBA Showdown uh, for uh, their game, or they, they had some kind of name for them uh, uh, when they earned their PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games. But even they moved away from sports games. And the only one that they do now is the MLB, the show. So I get, they might have an exclusive deal with them, but I haven't read anything. I think just Sony decided if we're going to do any baseball games, we're going to be bringing them out uh, under the MLB, the show banner, because they do so well with them and people know them. Now, uh, the college games, like I said, are no more due to uh, their sales and controversy. Um, the college games uh, for uh, EA were competing with the Madden games. And because the players and stuff weren't getting any money and they were just a big ordeal for it, EA decided to step away and not produce them. And there hasn't been another NCAA football. You know, like I said, Nintendo moved away from it, so there's not uh, uh, NCAA basketball. Uh, they ended the Ken Griffey uh, series, uh, and they even Nintendo even sold the Seattle team. So uh, they have nothing to do with them. So, like, Nintendo decided to move away from from all of that also. Uh, now the NASCAR games, um, they seem not to be around too much, but, uh, at a time, uh, you know, I believe EA was doing the NASCAR games or there was another company doing them. But when it came to like driving games like that, NASCAR Daytona was the one. Um, and, uh, that was more from Sega. We don't see it that often or hear people talk about it. Um, but yeah, Daytona was a big one for Sega. So if you was trying to get those racing games and things like that, uh, that's where you know you'd be able to find them. You know, Neko had Rich Racer, Rich Racer. Um, Sony has Gran Turismo. Uh, Microsoft uh, has Forza and Forza Horizon, and those are motor motorsports like Gran Turismo and Forza uh, Motorsport. Those are kind of like using real world cars to to drive. Um, I mentioned Outrun back uh in earlier in the episode and that was more sega but that one was kind of arcadey and they didn't really have any cars attached um you did have like the burnout series from uh ea and those were more arcadey definitely when you look at paradise or takedown even with paradise bhd coming out like those was kind of jokey um uh, fun things uh you had the need for speed definitely when fast and the furious came out that was a big thing so you kind of had these arcade racers um Rockstar did uh Midnight Run uh with them. Uh EA at the time had Road Rash uh a little bit earlier and that was like a arcadey fighting motorcycle 
uh, uh, the game. Um, Tony Hawk uh, came about uh, during the PlayStation era and N64 era. So that, that kind of revolutionized the skateboarding game. Um, but you kind of don't see that anymore uh, because of how bad that series turned out to be. Definitely with Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater 5. Um, Nintendo did, did do 1080 snowboarding. But they only did two games, and that kind of went away. It definitely with Rave Racer, uh, that was kind of an arcadey game, but that kind of went away. Um, even Sony was into like water sport, uh, a water game. Cannot think of it, but it came like on PlayStation One. Um, but a lot of Sony sports stuff uh, was went away, and now it's just only MLB, like I said. And there's more sports games that ca- that have coming out. Um, but they kind of moved away. We got games now like Rocket League. Um, that's kind of a mix between racing and soccer. Um, we still have FIFA going on, uh, but um, we have Winning Eleven, which was big in Japan, awesome and stuff. Uh, but a lot of that you don't see now in uh, uh, around here. Um, definitely in Japan, Konami is big with their sports titles and stuff. Uh, but they're kind of shied away from bringing them over here to America. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about Nintendo, Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo to the arcade rescue. And I'll tell you why when I come back. So Nintendo to the arcade rescue. So when they got away from Ken Griffey uh, Jr., um, they started developing a lot of their own sports games. Like even Camelot uh, ended up happening with like some of their golf games. Um, you know, Nintendo has uh, also has uh, some of their own like Mario Kart and stuff. Um, uh, at a time on the Super Nintendo, they had Uniracers and stuff like that. But nowadays, a lot of people kind of realize that they began to mix the Mario series with these sports games. So um, you got Mario Kart, um, you got Mario uh, Baseball, uh, not so much soccer or volleyball, even though those games were supposed to be made. Uh, 
you you just got a a, a lot of different kind of challenges uh, with that. Um, there was a sports game, I think, for Wii U or 3DS that came out. Uh, but you got like like I said, um, you got Mario Kart. It did the Wii comes out, and you get Wii Sports. Um, and Wii Sports contain bowling, tennis, uh, golf. Um, boxing, um, and running, like, uh, or water skating, like, they, they, there was one more on it, uh, but a lot of people were just, like, in it for bowling, um, and that just spread around the world, um, just something real quick and fun and arcade to play, you made a me, and you went out, and the bowling worked very well, and still to this very day, people still play the bowling on Wii Sports, um, and then the most weird thing happened that nobody would ever suspect. Mario versus Sonic at the Olympics. We knew that Mario and Sonic were in uh, on the Nintendo platform because, you know, Sega went third party and they brought their Sonic games over and it's so very well on the Nintendo platform. But to see them in an Olympics game and it sold a ton, they did another they did another Olympic game and that sold well. You never could see. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode or uh, the last episode where I talk about um, the Sega Genesis uh, changing the sixteen bit era, uh, you kind of heard me discuss how uh, Sega was saying that Mario. Uh, wasn't fast enough because um, Sonic the Hedgehog could just outbeat him and stuff. Well, <laughs> to see them come together, even in Smash, it's still kind of like, wow, you know, you guys had competition back in the 90s, but now you guys have joined up to do an Olympics game, a competition game, and now you're, of course, you're fighting each other. Um, but, you know, Sonic got a Link costume and one of his games on on it. And to see them go against each other, of course, Sonic would definitely win um, in that because he, he can't use his full speed. But it's kind of good to see that that happened. And even still to this day, playing Mario Kart at the arcade because Bandai Neko made an arcade game for Mario Kart. You know, Mario Kart still sells and it's big. Now, we did have F-Zero back on the GameCube uh, and uh, Super Nintendo. And as great as those games are, they it kind of disappeared. But people love that. You know, that Nintendo had this series because there was no fast racing game. Nothing was really competing with Mario Kart because Mario Kart was very casual and F-Zero was uh, a little bit hardcore. You know, it was about speed and people enjoy it. That's why people are claiming for uh, F-Zero to come back. It, it, it could still work and be in the same universe as the Mario Kart series. And Nintendo still would make buku bucks. But because nobody, no other company is doing arcade games. Um, maybe some indies are. But like big AAA arcade games, no one's doing it. So Nintendo just decided to 
uh, make these games for their fans and just for anybody who wants to play. And kids to this very day still pick it up and still play. Still love playing the baseball game on the Wii. Uh, still play Mario Kart on various systems and stuff. Like I stated, Wii Sports is still big that people played it and on Wii and on Wii U. So it, it, it still has its place here in America and kind of around the world uh, with these arcade games. And since no one else is doing it, Nintendo just, they put it out and they're making money off of it. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about our last uh, subject of what we prefer and kind of answer the question on why we prefer uh, one over the other when I come back. So, what do we prefer? For a lot of us, like I said earlier, we prefer the arcade game over um we we prefer the arcade game over um the official. Uh most of us do it because it's in line of a video game and it's not sim. We don't have to be doing these long quarters, know these players. And for people who don't watch sports or not into it, you know, I can't watch like football because it relaxes me and it puts me to sleep. Now, if I'm at Fridays and in like a hockey game, the Blackhawks are playing, I root for the Blackhawks. And I'll be like, okay, good, because I'm eating, I have company, I'm enjoying, having some good drinks, having some good laughs. I can look at the TV when we're not talking, and we're just like, yay, they score, and join in with the crowd. Like, it's a crowd event with that. But, like, playing it, I like I said, I need to pick up NHL, and I promised my good friend, John, uh, that I was going to do one of the years and I didn't pick it up, but I believe I'm going to try to get it this year. And so that we could play. I apologize, John, if you're hearing this episode, uh, but I do want to get it into the NHL and I pretty want to play it. Cause I did enjoy it on the Sega Genesis up uh, with my friend. Have it. And that was a, that was kind of my experience with sports games that my friends had it and I will play with them. Um, 
with some of the arcade games, you don't have to worry about stats. Um, they were easy to jump in and play. Um, the official games still needed to have a place, but it's feeling dated nowadays. Um, you know, we had no choice back in the day to upgrade because there was nothing to download to update our rosters and stuff. Now, in now in a sense that, you know, sports games by Nintendo, the Mario series, they just sell very well because anyone can play, uh, pick them up and play them. Or if we go to an arcade, we see NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, um, we'll go play those games. Um, people still play Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Moto and stuff. Like those arcade um, not considered as sports, but they have sports kind of uh, feel to it with driving um, and with skating and stuff. Um, but people could look at it and be like, oh, yeah, I, you know, this is my jam. I love playing this game. Put some time in it and and have fun. With some of the official games, like sports games for EA, it's because they did drill them out every year. A lot of people are like, oh, it's another game. Uh, I guess I'll get it. Um, instead of just be like, okay, if you own Madden 18, here go to update. Yes, we want to get 19 out for people who decided to skip a year, but if you want the update roster, um, and everything, and you still want to play 18, $10 download update, um, graphics play and everything. Like if they could even do that, I think that would be cool. Um, but nowadays it's just, they just feel a bit dated. Uh, right now and this time there needs to be more competition. See, and with RKD sports games, anyone could play it. So there wasn't no competitions. There wasn't no competition for the, between games because people made those games favorites. There's competition when there's companies doing the official and they were trying to get people to buy their game over the other. When it came down to it, if you love NFL Jam and you wanted to play in that, in, uh, NBA, NBA Jam, not NFL Jam, NBA Jam or Double Dribble or In The Zone and stuff like that, you had those options at uh, the arcade. And you could play each of them and have fun and enjoy it. With Double Dribble, more arcade, uh, more NES, I should say. But even Arch Rivals was an arcade game. Like, you'd be able to play that and stuff and um, Tecmo Bowl was an arcade game and I didn't know it you know I played Tecmo Bowl on the NES but I had those options if I wanted to play them and enjoy my time with them and you know there wasn't competition with that now with the official games they need competition because it will allow us to see who game is going to be better if we want to own both we'll get both because we could play with friends maybe some people don't like the nfl games 2k games but they love Madden and vice versa that works so to satisfy your friends and stuff you would pick both of them up or you would pick one because you want to learn it and play over your when you go to your friend's house or nowadays play online i should say uh, playing the old games even some past official games they still hold up well like if you uh, to me personally if you still play triple play on the sega genesis or even on playstation uh if you play um you know, NFL Blitz is still hold up. I still play Double Dribble on my Wii. Um, go back to that and end up having a great time. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. still holds up on the N64 and Super Nintendo. Mike Tyson Punch-Out or Punch-Out in the sense. Um, 
there's just wonderful games. Um, Mario Kart is still selling well, and Mario Kart DX for the Switch is just gets an update, and people are still loving those games. But going back playing Double uh, Double Dash Mario Kart is still my jam, it's, and I still love it. Um, Xbox did have some sports games, um, but I kind of excluded them because I didn't really focus on the Xbox when it because on the on their first party one because they didn't do a lot of them. They came out and people didn't even play them or remember them. But like the Forza series is very big on that system. Uh, so to answer the question on why we play arcades and why we love them uh we just have more fun with them we enjoy them more um they you know we could make a competitive or not and be serious about it or we could make them a mistake and we could laugh where some people who play the official ones when you make them to a tournament and make it all about money and people dedicate it and nothing's wrong with that if people want to dedicate those their time playing the official sports games that's good and, and good and fine have fun enjoy them that's part of video games that there's a lot out there that each of us can enjoy um and and just have fun with uh but for me personally and probably for a lot of people um we just enjoy the arcade sport better and there's some people who enjoy both i do enjoy both but i lean more toward the arcade games over the sports games so when i come back i got some new plugs for you guys and then i'm gonna end the show for you and we'll do all of that when i come back into our plugs um you can find optional opinion on soundcloud itunes google play and other podcast apps you guys could uh follow me on twitter at that Richard code you can also email the show at my op to comments at yahoo.com i would like to know what you guys prefer arcade sports or official sports or both um just let me know i i would love to hear what you guys think you also could check me out on ngrradio.com nurse gone rogue 
Um, I co-host a Nintendo Power Block with Corey and Jesse. I also host Arsenal X and GR's Radio Xbox Podcast uh, with Corey and Jesse. Also, there is Nurse Gone Platinum, our PlayStation um, show with Jason, Moose, and Jeff. Uh, they do a fantastic job there. And also check out our main uh, podcast, Nurse Gone Rogue, with Matt, Moose, and Corey and other guests to come on to that show. You can also check out World One One Podcast that I co-host with Larry Giver. Um, you can check that out at shoutengine.com. Um, also on NGR, you can check out Pod and Play, Squad Goes, uh, Nindy Showcase, uh, Royale with Cheese, The B-Sides, uh, Trophy Hunters, Platinum Plays, and more content that is coming out. Now, this uh, get into the plug for this next show because I still love them. They're going on strong. Um, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce uh, podcast you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, you can like their Facebook page. Um, also, which I do, uh, I do uh, want you guys to actually follow them on on Twitter. On Twitter, also, um, they're at HH Podcast Show. Uh, and you can subscribe to them on YouTube if uh, they haven't put new YouTube content up there, but you still want to follow them there. That's cool. Uh, Secret Friends Unite. You can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U. And subscribe to their YouTube page, Secret Friends Unite. Uh, Nindy Nation is a new podcast um, by Josh Brent and his friend Jeff. Uh, that could be found on iTunes and at the NintendoVillage.com. You can also find them on Facebook and on their Twitter at Nindy Nation. You can also find uh, Trey Johnson and his crew at Nintendo Domain. Um, and you can find them at NintendoDomainPodcast.com. And also on YouTube.com slash FingMatter, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R, and on Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Domain Podcast. Uh, Also check out the Devin Cox Experience on iTunes and the Skyrocast, Devin Cox, hosted by Devin Cox. Um, The Skyrocast is Joby and Delvin and other guests. I have been on their show and I do truly enjoy them. Uh, We the Gamercast is Sean Capri's podcast. So do check that out also on YouTube or iTunes or other podcast apps. Um, Have a great uh, talking to them. Uh, Kiss Kiss Game Game with Jessica Howard and her fiance. Beyonce. Um, you can find them on iTunes and other uh, podcast apps. Um, and just enjoy all the new shows. There's more shows and unplugs um, that are coming my way and uh, to find something. Unfortunately, everybody, Simon's Cake, uh, they are on hiatus or um, they haven't brought, brought out a new uh, new episode, but Simon's Cakes podcast. You guys can also check out if you can find some of their content there. Um, uh, like I said, you can email the show at myr2comments at yahoo.com. And once again, follow me on Twitter at that retro Um, you can read the optional opinion blogs on IGN under anime. Um, you can also find my other series, The Moment, at skirmishfrost.com. Um, if you guys want to come find me on Twitch, uh, and subscribe, I am the lyrical one. Um, I will, will be returning to my Let's Learn series. Um, The Moment on skirmishfrost.com is making a comeback. I will be returning to that. And everybody, 
The Beauty of Video Games is coming next month on NGRRadio.com exclusively there. So you'll be finding the blogs there and then you'll be getting the podcast. I have some great guests lined up um, and I will be recording with them, having those discussions. Uh, and I cannot wait, especially with my special guests doing the epilogue for this series. So, um, I cannot reveal the date, but it will be in September. So everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. Uh, once again, thank you guys for joining me for optional opinion. Um, I got another great episode coming out soon. Um, hopefully I'm going to be trying to record with some special guests about a certain system and talking about their history. I know I've been doing a lot of history episodes, but, um, I, there's just so much to talk about in the video game realm so with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend and i will see you next time on optional opinion and before i go um i just want to give you guys a rundown of the music that i was playing uh re plus nighttime um by voiced out uh skate or die nes music skate to jam by guy beller uh guy blair uh you can find that on youtube uh triple play 98 menu music ugly shot NBA Jam Remix, Wipeout 3, uh, OST number uh, 7, Lethal Cup, A Side Bike Arena Music, Mario Kart 8, Daytona USA uh, Music, Sky High, Blazer Steel NES Metal Remix Music Video uh, by Living Illusion, and our last one is come from DJ Cutman, Big Blue with DJ Garambo. This is the F0S NES Hip Hop Remix. And once again, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And I will see you next time on Optional Opinion. Peace.